Hey, don't you hate it when you run out of episodes of the Passionate DJ Podcast to listen to? Well, here's our dirty little secret. We actually record a lot more stuff than gets published. We've started compiling some of that extra stuff and working it into our new monthly bonus episode called After Party. To gain access, become a supporter of Passionate DJ by visiting patreon.com forward slash passionate DJ. All right, on with the show. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, and I'm here with the whole gang. What's up, fellas? What up? Tony Tripp and Mo, good to see you, my brothers. And we have uh, two special guest hosts today. Yes, sir. So, Jared and Cody of Crystal Grid, welcome to the show, Hey, guys. what's up, everybody? Hey, what's up? Hey, so we've been talking about having you guys on for a while. And we want, wanted to get you guys on kind of fresh out of a recent gig that we've been talking about, a festival gig. Um, but we had this like recent influx of news recently that we wanted to make sure that we covered. And we usually do this kind of like, I'd say quarterly, quarterly or so. Yeah, yeah, we do like kind of a news catch up, you know, there'll be nothing happening. And then suddenly there's this influx of news. Mm-hmm. So uh, we wanted to do that episode. And so we... Hey, why don't we just have some co-hosts and we'll get you guys hey, on the great. show and then we'll uh, do the actual proper interview next week. So if you guys don't mind to play co-host this week and interview next week, uh, we'd love to have you on. Well, so. and I am your co-host, Cody Christensen of uh, Crystal Grid. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you guys give, uh, you know, we'll, we'll like do the deep dive next week, but can you guys give just maybe the 30 second elevator pitch on uh, who is Crystal Grid and how can people uh, check out your music and that sort of thing? Yeah, so we're uh, we're an electronic based duo that that infuses live instruments, specifically live drums and live saxophone over the top of future bass and trap music. Um, we, we both produce and, and perform as a team, um, based out of Dayton, Ohio. Uh, just, just recently got done performing at, um, 16 Fest in Athens, Ohio. Looking forward to our gig in Cincinnati on June 2nd with, uh, with Defunk at the Mad Frog. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Yeah, um, of course. Social media. Yeah. Yeah. Do the social media plugs too. You can find us at Crystal Grid. Do you want to spell that, Jared? It's an, a Z instead of an S. <laughs> C-R-Y-Z-T-A-L-G-R-I-D. And so that's like Facebook, Instagram. Those are probably the main ones, right? Yeah. Um, Every, you can find us anywhere. Yep. Awesome. Everywhere. Uh, listeners, these guys are the shit. You should go Absolutely. and check out their music immediately. Yep. Pause this podcast episode, go and check out their tracks, and then come back and finish. Well, I mean, maybe not pause this episode. <laughs> Let's I mean, not get crazy. Right. Uh, so, yeah, lots of news happening. Yeah, um, yeah. 
I'm mostly excited to talk about Tractor. Um, I imagine Tony and probably Mo are yes. kind of anxious to talk about that as well. No, you got I, these I are you guys Tractor guys. I tried it once. My controller's in, incompatible with it. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna turn off my mic now. So, <laughs> you know, have fun, guys. Yeah, I just play the saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into the news headlines, I do need to uh, do a little bit of housekeeping, uh, mainly because we were supposed to do a pick three this week, and so we need to explain why we're not doing that, and that's obviously because of these new heads, news headlines. But we also want to do our interview with Crystal Grid while you guys are fresh off the festival circuit here. So uh, we're going to push that ahead probably about two weeks. We're going to do pick three back in the day. Uh, however, if you are a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com forward slash passionate DJ, you can get a preview uh, of the Pick 3 episode because we have a uh, our bonus content from Pick 3. We each have uh, bonus tracks that we brought in, so you'll get early access to Pick 3 because that's how you roll if you're a Patreon subscriber. It's spicy, y'all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm mostly excited to talk about Tractor, but I think... Um, we, we should probably address the sad news yeah. first, mm. uh, unfortunately. Um, as much of our audience has probably heard by now, Tim Bergling, also known as Avicii, passed away. He was only 28. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize he was that young. Yeah, he was, he was a young guy. Oh, yeah. Um, this is somebody who we've heard a lot about as far as struggles with yeah. touring life mm-hmm. and being in the spotlight and anxiety and alcoholism and, and things like that. So he's been somebody who's had some struggles and um, it's rough to see somebody, you know, so young. It, there was a, um, I don't know if you guys saw, he passed away on the 20th of yeah. April. A right. uh, few days, I think it was the 26th, the family released a statement and uh, actually I have it here. Uh, They say our beloved Tim was a seeker, a fragile artistic soul searching for answers to existential questions an overachieving perfectionist who traveled and worked hard at a pace that led to extreme stress. When he stopped touring, he wanted to find a balance in life to be happy and to be able to do what he loved most music. He really struggled with thoughts about meaning, life, and happiness. He could not go on any longer. He wanted to find peace. Tim was not made for the business machine he found himself in. He was a sensitive guy who loved his fans but shunned the spotlight. Tim, you will be forever loved and sadly missed. The person that you were and your music will keep your memory alive. Uh, heartfelt message from the family yeah. seems to uh, maybe imply a suicide situation, which is really unfortunate that he uh, may have lost that battle uh so our heart definitely goes out to the family there um like i said we had we had talked previously about his struggles with touring and stress um i pulled a clip from cnn that said despite a life of jam-packed arenas and screaming fans avici acknowledged struggling with fame and health issues he retired from performing two years ago to take a break from touring In messages posted on social media, he said stress, anxiety, and illness were factors in his decision. Walking away was tough, but he also needed to pursue other interests, he said. I remember hearing about that, and I thought that was like a solid on his part, you know, to go and take some time off to just sort things out. Well, yeah. Because, I mean, I've never lived that life, but I could definitely see how... From an emotional standpoint, it would be easy to just stay in that grinder and just be like, oh, yeah. this is easy. This is this is what I know. Let me just keep rolling with it. It was probably actually the tougher decision. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 
Well, and I mean, I think it's all in, I think it's all in our human nature to ask those as existential questions, right? Like, I mean, I, I don't know anybody who hasn't ever had, um, you know, those thoughts in, in terms of, you know, what does all of this actually mean? You know, and for, for people who get a little bit deeper or who may even be battling with the depression and all of that stuff, you know, it's it's pretty easy for that to kind of start to turn and take a, a, a darker uh, uh, tone. And, you know, it, it, like you said, I mean, there's there's been people that we've that we've known that have lost that battle. And and and, and it's and it really is sad to, to see that happen. It, it hits home a little bit. Um, yeah, very, very much so. Um, so, and, 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 you know, and anytime somebody at, at Avicii's level or, or, you know, higher or bigger or whatever, like, you know, there's always, you know, the, the trolls and all of the people who are like, oh, who cares? You know, his music sucked anyway. But like, you know, really, like if you look at, you know, the span of his career, I mean, it was like. It, it, there was so much more to him than just levels, right? Like, he did a lot for this little electronic music thing that we're all pretty right. interested in. And, and even had crossover. Like, yeah. uh, you know, like there was that that was seriously a, a, a talented individual. Like not all of his music was my cup of tea for sure. You know, and some of it was more poppy than than not. And and but yeah, he was definitely one of those names that like catapulted and brought more people into this thing that we say that we love so much very influential absolutely, absolutely. yeah great dude too great yeah dude. i was I gonna to say that you you, you had a chance to work with yeah, him yeah huh? um i opened a couple shows for him in columbus one in cincinnati and then the mexico shows we talk about right he was down there a couple of times and you know first dude to ever pour jägermeister down my throat in the <laughs> bottle <laughs> <laughs> um you know he uh he, he was a good time he's a great great kid man great um i would have never thought that he had anxiety right. you know but that was obviously the alcohol covering all that up. well yeah, sure yeah i mean people who suffer from that like it, it, are good at covering that yeah shit you, you tend you know? to find your ways of coping for sure yeah. for sure but when you speak about the, the crossover trip though i think one of the huge um hits that he had like you said levels but not so much just getting radio play but when it was uh, the theme track for wreck it ralph because that exposed his music to a generation of children, right. you know, those 10 and below kids that now that song is going to be an anthem for them as they grow up. And that's probably going to be their first recollection of exposure to electronic music. You know, I can remember when he played Wake Me Up at Ultra. Yeah. And I mean, 60% of the feed, people were like, what the hell is this? What is this? What is this? Now, I mean... It's an you anthem. listen to the song, yeah. it's an yeah. anthem. I mean, right, everybody right. knows that song, yep. you know? I mean, it's... Yeah, well, and I, I, I don't want to go, go down a rabbit hole here, but, but with what Triff said about existentialism and, and asking those questions, um, sometimes those questions are, are better left unasked because they're never truthfully going to be answered. And... Um, and, and obviously this is a, a very just just biased perspective of, of my beliefs but but sometimes those the, those types of questions surrounding existence and and what is your purpose I mean I mean those are those are really big questions to, to answer and especially as a I mean he was probably 22 22 when he gained worldwide fame 
21 yeah, yeah younger i mean that's a that's a hard age to try and digest those questions and 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 understand the the global view of you as an individual because people aren't judging you as an individual because they have no idea who you are yeah they they knew avici they didn't know tim right yeah. right and right. and in in being a young person that's hard to differentiate between what are what are they truly judging me on because they don't know me and and obviously I didn't know Tim, um, but but from the statement that his family get that his family gave is um, he he sounded like a, a sensitive artist and and I'm I'm sure when you have millions of comments on whatever content that you're posting every single day especially if it's negative I mean that's got to be rough from all the stuff that I've read about the story so far. I, I've kind of put together that the theme seems to be that he struggled with the spotlight. He, th there was a conflict between how much he loved his fans and hated the spotlight, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is kind of hard it's not to uncommon reconcile. To hear stuff like that of artists, yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of like even up to your like Prince, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like that type of like you have. How do you love your fan? I, I don't know if he, I think he loved the spotlight, but you know what I'm saying? Like the, just the way that you interact with them and mm -hmm. having this weird dichotomy. I don't know. It's, it's probably hard to process, especially when you're that young mm -hmm. right. and to just, you know, when you're just coming into your own as an adult human anyway. Yeah. And the real easy answer for an, an average fan would be like, well, how could he not understand? You know, how could he not, how could he not be happy? Well, you don't know Tim. Like, and it's a matter of like perspective and, and experience, right? Like, you know, you don't really truly know what somebody else's experience is. You know, you don't know what, you know, how, what, what somebody values at different mm -hmm. levels, you know, like here, you know, we have like the, the whole class wars thing, you know, and, and people's levels of, of what it means to be rich or different based on whatever your perception is of what rich is. So like, you know, if you're barely scraping past the poverty line, you know, then 30 or $40,000 a year is amazing. And mm -hmm. that, you know, that's, that's life changing money, yeah. but 30 or 40,000 to 70 or 80,000, that's, you know, life changing money, but completely unattainable to, the person you know who thought that thirty or forty thousand dollars a year is is amazing, right? So same type of thing when you cross it over to these opportunities between musicians and and even you know just people, fans, you know whatever, um, you know, to them that person had it all, and sure they they had you know a lot there and 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 a lot to be thankful for and a lot that they that they work toward. But, you know, when you're in that moment, you really don't know how you're going to react or how you are going to perceive that or how you're going to process all of those things. Plus everything else that goes on in your real life until you're actually there. Mm -hmm. Just think of how lonely it is at the top. Right. You know, they right. say it is. Right. I can't get anybody you to know, lunch with me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how, how high were you guys after you came off of? Oh, man. Feeling fantastic. Stage? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when you're at work all week, the come down from it, it's like. Oh, that was rough. Oh, <laughs> this has been a rough week. Imagine yeah. that on, you yeah. know, in front of 100,000 people. Right. And the come down from that, it's 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 got to be lonely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and you're sitting in your, you know, your 3,000 square foot home by yourself. 
you know, and you don't have those fans around you. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't live that life, but you know, I, I can understand, I can see, I've dealt with enough humans in my life and in my career that I can see how a come down like that could be uh, painful. Also, it's just grueling work to be a touring artist Mm -hmm. at that level. I mean, it's just just hard. I mean, he was still for all intent and purposes, a young adult. Oh yeah. So we, we all have goals, right? Like every, every single one of us here has some type of goal that we're trying to achieve, whether it be more money or status or or whatever, like new car, like new Subaru, whatever. Right. (laughs) But, but what happens every time you say Subaru, (laughs) you you would think that we've been conspiring with Subaru, me and Jared Um, for, but, but what happens when you reach like your, your biggest dream? Like what happens when that's mm, now when, when when you've been doing that for a few years? Mm-hmm. Like what what happens to your psyche after that? Like w- what do you do after that? What's what's the big the next biggest right. goal? Like there is none. Like you've you've literally ob- obtained everything you've ever dreamed of, and money is no object. At that point, like how how do you live? What what's the next goal? And like something that you said a while ago, Cody. Um, like we're, we're biologically trained to survive, to, to survive, yeah. like to, to keep reaching that next rung in the ladder. And when you've reached the top, like what, what else is left? And, 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 and it's an easy argument to say that he's achieved everything he possibly could have as a musician. You well, know. sure. But then also, you know, different people think differently, mm-hmm. you know? So like, you know, if you take somebody, you know, like Cody had just said a little bit ago, like some of those questions from his perspective are just best to left unasked because if you don't really know what's going to happen in the afterlife, or if there even is an afterlife until you get there, you know, then what's the point of really pondering it now versus other people where, you know, to your point, like if I've reached the pinnacle of everything that I can achieve in this life, then I have nothing left to ponder, but what else is out there? Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you add in depression and alcoholism and any, uh, any and other, you know, parameters that affect somebody's state of mind, you know, who knows what any of us are capable of once we've, you know, reached those, the, the limits of those parameters. And so, of course, we can only speculate as to what was right. in, you know, in this particular situation. Sure. But I, I will say, I think that people underestimate or people underrate the climb. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the whole uh, it's uh, it's a journey, not a destination thing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Kind of to that point, it's like, OK, I've plateaued and suddenly my life doesn't feel like it has meaning you know like that's kind of how some people operate right and that can be tough to deal with yeah you know and well and i once again i it's kind of history repeating itself i mean we look at jim morrison look mm-hmm. at kurt cobain yeah, yeah. Uh, cobain keeps coming to my yeah head. i mean and and that maybe that's a generational thing because I mean I that was my those were my coming of age years you know in the mid nineties mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and Kurt you know that was a was, rough one for me was yeah. was huge you know on 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 those of us that were you know in our teens in the nineties and were huge Nirvana fans and even to this day you know I get tear filled and and very emotional just seeing Dave Grohl you know mm. when you know there's um, uh, you know, whenever he 
rarely, but when he does talk about, you know, his time with uh, Nirvana and all of that stuff and how Kurt was his friend. And uh, there's actually a, um, a documentary on HBO called Sonic Highways where they, and, uh, the brief synopsis is they go from one city to another throughout, you know, America and dive into each city's individual musical history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they write a song uh, you know, uh, around that city and it, and their experience with that city and the music's history. But when they get to Seattle, if you're if you had any connection or tie to Nirvana, the '90s uh, grunge scene, any of that, when they get to Seattle, if you are not bawling in tears by the end of that episode, then you're not human. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that, and I mean, that's so. You know this. I, I kind of liken it all to it, all of this, you know, because it, 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 it is a sensitive subject. And, you know, I think personally, I think a lot of people um, struggle at all levels more than we care to admit or openly talk about. And I, I do want to reiterate that uh, there's been no, to my knowledge, sure. official report of, of anything happening. Right. Um, we are definitely reading into yeah. the statement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty heavily implied by the statement, so right. we're reacting to that. Um, but the fact of the matter is that it could have happened that way, and so it, it might be worth talking about a little bit. Sure. Yeah, and it's not something we're we're afraid of talking about on this show. Yeah. You know, I've had my individual uh, challenges with uh, anxiety and depression. And then we had that amazing interview with um, Second Nature with Brad. Yeah, with Brad. You know, yeah. So, yeah, we're we're here for anybody that. Yeah, my uh, I've been given direct per, direct permission from my wife to talk about that as well. She's yeah. had struggles with that, and she her thought behind that is please tell people. Yeah, as absolutely. much as you can about what you've learned from living with me. You know what I mean? Because it's <laughs> like it's hard to understand. Yeah what it's like to be under the cloud mm-hmm. you know and sure. it's not always there and you can't always tell you know um i do want to make sure that we don't keep this whole episode in the blues right um, so uh, right. but definitely uh, our hearts uh, go out to the family yeah, and friends absolutely. of tim yeah. absolutely um i want to move into some hardware stuff um are you guys familiar with these rain 12s yeah. i am not they're like these, uh, they're turntables, but they don't have tone arms. Oh, like okay. Uh, motorized. Yeah. They're just going to make it yeah. easier for everyone to become a scratch DJ. Right, right. It's all about that damn tone arm, as we all know. <laughs> tone arm was holding us back the yep. whole time. I mean. The tone arm of oppression. If it, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I can say that. Uh, I mean, <laughs> When these things were announced, we were reading some of it. Well, one of us, I was, I don't remember if we were together or not, but it was reading some of the comments. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is going to make DJing uh, easier. Yeah, no, it was it's just, not. It was like, and now everybody can be an amazing scratch DJ because, because the, the tone, tone arm, arm isn't is there now. I don't yeah. understand. But, anyways, right. yeah, it's a motorized uh, turntable controller, I think is how they describe it. But it's basically, instead of having your DVS or, you know, whatever it is, it's just your controllers and it works with uh, Serato. So so it looks like your traditional uh, record player. Yeah. Minus the tone arm. The disc actually rotates, you know, and you can... Tie torque and all that stuff. So you can do... With their their version of the CDJ. Yeah, yeah, but but not... Those were like terrible. Oh, <laughs> what <yeah>. I hear. <laughs> <laughs> How do I say yeah. this? Yeah. Did you really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know you bought them. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I've, I've heard nothing but terrible things about those. Mm. Um, well, these these came out, what, a month ago yeah, or something? Not, They're not very old. Not, no, not at all. And they've already been recalled. Well, they dropped them at NAMM, didn't they? I think, I think so, yeah. yeah. And I mean, they're they're sweet. Don't get me wrong; they're they're amazing. But they, yeah, they've already been recalled. They uh, Rain released a statement that said, "We've identified a bug which can cause the Rain 12 platter to change direction and speed when a DJ applies a quick pullback while simultaneously tapping the start stop button." Although most users will never experience it, we are, however, recommending this complimentary motor firmware update, which requires a return of the unit to an authorized RAIN service center. I would have found that in the first day. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That, that's like, one of your techniques? Well, well, because, like, yeah, like, when I'm in a mix, uh, depending on the on the style, but, like, you know, if I've got, you know, if I'm if I've got a mix going... And track one as I'm getting ready to come out of it. Mm -hmm. If I line it up with a breakdown, so then you know last note of track one hits at the you know at the impact of the breakdown for track two, then sometimes what I'll do is I'll hit the start button to stop it and then hit rewind or you know pull the pull the uh, uh, the platter back and get that little bit of like a a, not a back spin but like the reverse. Yeah, the, yeah, the reverse yeah. sound, yeah. you know, that just kind of slows down into the breakdown while I'm pulling the volume down. So it just kind of blends mm-hmm. together. But, you know, it, it's it's a pretty cool, like, little technique, a little effect. So, I, yeah, I would have definitely found that in the first day. Are you See. sure you're not good at calculus? Terrible at it. I got through derivatives, second derivatives... Um, I know how I know the concept behind the chain rule, but I fuck it up every time. Like, <laughs> like we're gonna lose the whole audience. Yeah, now. yeah, you're beyond me. You're beyond me. Yeah, from what I understand, the fix couldn't be repaired with a deployment of software. Yeah, the items. The, yeah, the 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 individual pieces have to physically be sent back to the manufacturer. Which yeah, is it, odd. it is. Yeah. A, it's a firmware update, but it needs applied directly to the motor with specialized equipment. Oh, okay. So it, say, they don't like, need to replace anything. <laughs> but yeah, they, there's no like interface to to flash gotcha. it or anything. So, uh, or at least not for this particular that thing. That's particular wrong. Particular component. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. what do you think is the secondary impacts of this? Do you think people are just going to be like, oh, just give me my money back, or? Well, I I think Rain. Grab? Is, I think Rain is smart to get out ahead of it. Uh, because they, it really won't affect the majority of people who get that. I don't think, and mm-hmm. they probably could have handled that case by case. Um, but yeah. you As know, a month later, however long, six weeks or however long later yeah. after announcing it, they said, "Oops, yeah, send this back to us. It's on us." And they'll even uh, they claim that it'll be fixed by their text and shipped back in one working day. Yeah. Oh wow, shit. Yeah, so uh, we'll drop a link in the show notes in case any of our audience uh, re- recently bought. I said a rain twelve because I'd actually talked to B Funk uh, last Saturday, I think, because he had, he was considering buying one. I was like, "Oh, dude, did you hear about the recall?" And he was like, "No." 
<laughs> and I was just like, oh, just you might want to wait a couple weeks, dude. I, I am afraid that it will it, it'll hurt them a little bit because they hear, oh, recall on a new product, stuff's wrong with it. Yeah. You know, a firmware update's not a big deal. It just means they messed up in the programming a little bit. <laughs> I think there's some actual video out there on YouTube of this malfunction occurring. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I, I when I saw this in my feed, is I, it drastic? Does it like jut? Like yeah, it's not like a ninja or? star come flying out or anything like that. But mm-hmm. it was just. It was enough to where it needed to be fixed, mm. you know? Like, like as a consumer, if I had one of those and it did that to me, I'd be a little irritated. You know, enough to where I'd want it replaced. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you never want to change direction of play on something you DJ with exactly. unintentionally. Yeah. <laughs> so when the sunlight hits it just right, yeah, it starts if playing. You, in a, if you wink the and... CDJs used to do, the white ones? They, there the was white a recall on those. When, really? When, yeah, when... Sunlight or direct light hit the screen, it would go into reverse. Oh shit! <laughs> it actually happened to Avicii in Mexico. Wow! We couldn't figure out why. We plugged another one in. Did the same thing. Couldn't we couldn't figure it out? So Is some sort of photo cell on there? Weird. I, I, don't, I don't know what it was. It was PSG CDJs. They had to set them in. Huh. Weird. Um. Along the lines of hardware, that awesome phase thing, you remember that? The the little uh, fob thing that you put on the spindle of your... Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it replaces your DVS setup. Yeah. So that's that out. That flop too? Uh, that's not out, but it's available now for pre-order. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, the program The naysayer like over here. <laughs> yeah. The computer guy of all people is the naysayer. The right, right, right. <laughs> Failure, failure, everyone. (laughs) They're all going to laugh at you. (laughs) Your latency's too high. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, pre-orders for the phase system are now available as of the 25th of April. Um, It really is a cool thing. It's pretty dope. uh, Have you guys seen that? I haven't. So it's like a little remote. Two remotes and a receiver. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. Well, and you just, like, it's a little thing that you just stick on top of a a record uh, on the spindle. And then, yeah, you just move it back and forth. It and transmits it, motion data. Yeah. Oh, wow. And acts as if, it, you know, it will control like DVS. So same kind of concept as the Rain 12, just instead of a whole unit, you just stick this you one thing these, on top yeah, of your you existing record kit, player. Yeah. You don't even need the tone arm. Yeah, Mojax had a um, big video uh, yesterday that got released about it where he's just blowing it up because he, yeah. he seems to be a big fan. Yeah, and so the receiver also acts as a charger for those units. So you just, when you're done, you just stick them back in the cradle, and they're ready to go for next time. Yeah. yeah so why would you want the Rain 12 if you could just get that? Good question. Preference, I suppose. The the Rain 12 probably has all kinds of other features too, like sampley things. And I don't I don't know much about them, or, uh, nor Serato for that matter. Yeah. But the Phase DVS thing is only three hundred forty nine dollars. So. Yeah. Huh? For a pair? For a pair. Yep. A pair and the receiver. So it's really not bad. It works with quote unquote any DVS system. So that's Serato, Recordbox, Tractor, works with all of them. Um, Yeah, it says the system eliminates tone arms, timecode vinyl, and uses two small transmitter transmitter units over the spindle, which transmit motion data to the receiver. And it's some supposed to be some super high speed proprietary Wi Fi protocol they're using. Yeah, like they're not anything. using Bluetooth or anything. Yeah, like super that, low right? latency yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, that's out now. Uh, Beatport, we talked about this the other day. Uh, Beatport acquires Pulse yeah. Locker. I'm still 
holding my breath at, in, in this entire crew because I think this impacts me more so than anybody with me being the, the mobilist of all of us. You know, yeah, so Pulse Locker was what, what's kind of somewhere between a record pool and like Spotify. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, I don't know if you would call it streaming or not. I've never used it, but it's it's uh, cloud access to a record pool. Yeah, from, what I, from what I can remember, it was like a cloud access, but then you also could cache songs and you could right. uh, grid them and everything like that. And then just out of nowhere, they just totally folded. Just folded. And I remember we had a listener from the UK message us. He was like, what the hell am I supposed to do? I've spent $1,200 in the, I've, I've dumped money into this thing. Now, what am I supposed to do? I have a gig tomorrow. And yeah. we were like, sorry, bro. Uh, <laughs> and then trip came in with the classic. I told you. <laughs> I told you so. No, I, I mean, I don't mean that in a condescending way. I just, you know, we're, we're risk averse, you know, and, and when you get comfortable with a particular workflow, you know, or at least some, uh, if you get burned enough times by trying to push certain envelopes of your workflow, then you tend not to push those envelopes. And um, uh, my my thing with streaming all came from Zune. Does anybody remember Zune? Yeah. Like, you know, and this so they this was were, Microsoft's attempt to kill the iPod, right? But this was also Microsoft. Like, you didn't buy music on Zoom. No, you leased it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so they were doing the rental model before just about anybody. And um, you know, so I was doing that whole thing, and then like, you know, when I when I I lost my job at some point, and I think it was like 2008 ish or nine ish or 10 somewhere eight, nine or 10. And, you know, so I was making some tough decisions and said, okay, I got to, you know, cut, cut a few bills and Zoom was one of them. And then all of a sudden, everything on my damn Zoom player just stopped working. And I'm like, no, wait, I had shit on there. Like, yeah. you know, so like, and then, you know, later on, as these types of technologies, the streaming and all that stuff kind of gets integrated into the whole DJing thing, like that's the first thing that comes to my mind is, well, what happens if I can't afford my subscription? Then I can't afford to DJ? Mm -hmm. Like, no, if I'm buying my music, if I even if I can't afford every track that I want, I can still buy, you know, some stuff and own it and have it. And no matter what, then I can still turn. It's around. always there. Yeah, yeah, it's always there. And I can and I can take that. And that's and always been my stance, you know, since I came back in the game with the digital right. thing is like I had to have ownership of my files but becomes then, a business decision at, a, at some point, you know, like, well, especially right. as a mobile DJ. Well, yeah. Because there's sometimes where I can't even get cell service. Right. So how's that going to play out if I rely on a streaming service right. and I can't get anything? Well, and on top of that, then like, you know, the whole thing with the whole streaming service is that everything is contractually like laden. Yeah. So like vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So like you were saying like, a couple of weeks ago that even there's some stuff on Spotify you can't get. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like for example, Dr. Dre's The Chronic. Yeah. Like that, that one is notorious. You cannot get that on Spotify because it doesn't even exist on Spotify because there are certain contractual things that have kept it off of Spotify. So like, let's say one day, whoever is in control of that contract says, sure, you know, we're going to open it up. And then all of a sudden, Dr. Dre's the chronic, you know, half the album becomes part of my show for whatever reason. 
And then all of a sudden, somebody decides six months later, nope, that's no longer part of the sh- part of Spotify's offering. Well, then I no longer have access to that. Now half my show is gone. Now, I mean, we can argue whether or not my show should be gone, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, The Chronic is one of the number one rap albums of all time. Just I'll saying. Keep, just saying. Yeah. But, um, not for nothing. Not for nothing, <laughs> but if you think differently, you're wrong. Um, but uh, no, I mean, so like, you know, kind of scaling all of that back, you know, if if everything about your show is completely dependent upon a platform's ability to provide that content based on contractual uh, negotiations that you have no part in and no control over, you know, then I have a problem with mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, but that's for me and my workflow and what I I the way that I prefer to operate as a DJ and for me the concern's always been I don't want to have to rely on any more technology than I have to rely on you know I take care of my laptop you know I take care of all my gear but like I have no control over someone getting drunk and hitting a cell tower (laughs) you know (laughs) which is funny but it happened to me a couple weeks ago with my other show we were supposed to do it say that's a pretty specific example because we were we were supposed to do a live uh, or we were supposed to do an interview with another uh with, with someone like out in Minnesota yeah. and I couldn't get cell service at my buddy at Brody's gym yeah. because someone got drunk and hit a cell tower. <laughs> I mean, talk about, you know, the whole planets aligning and everything, but, right, right. and that's always the thing I've been concerned about when it comes to these streaming services, you know, cause, but you could have cached those playlists, right? Well, but, but like a lot of, with a lot of these new style weddings, they want to do these barn weddings, which are usually out in the middle of nowhere, like the one I'm doing tomorrow. Like, luckily, I get cell service out there, but there's been other ones where I get, like, a bar, you know, so... Are you talking about you get, re- like, getting requests at the Yeah, venue? getting, yeah, because, yeah, at a, at a wedding, I got to take requests. I know? see, what, okay. It's kind of a, a thing, but gotcha, for the gotcha. most part, I have my wedding crate. Uh, okay. But there's always those odd requests, you know, where people, or even like that sorority party I had, it was in like in the basement of a building. Like my, my yeah. cell service was real shitty. Yeah. You know, I could download the songs, but it was taking me like a couple minutes, mm. you know, where if I'm in a situation where I'm solely relying on streaming, I might be kind of hosed. Now, I, I don't know if it, if it caches or whatever. I, I'm going to have to do a lot of research on this. So I might become the resident expert on all this horse shit. You know, unfortunately, you know, hey, in your title. Yeah, all my ambassadors, I need you to help me out. Brains, Serato, help me out, bro. Um, because this is probably something I really have to get smart on really quick because Apple hasn't been specific on when they're going to cease to offer downloads anymore. They just said in the future. I mean, shit, that could be like 22 minutes ago. Yeah, I I thought they said like by the end of the year, by the end of next year, they're rolling it out or something. Yeah, so getting out of the downloads business. Yeah, so it it is something that's a general concern for me. Uh, Well, Pulse Locker is acquired by Beatport now. I'm not exactly sure what that means for their future and how that's what that's going to mean for DJs. But uh, Beatport did release a statement or the CEO did said that Pulse Locker spent years developing an innovative solution that provides DJs with the flexibility to access the content they want when they want it, all through the DJ software they want to use, while providing copyright holders with a blah, 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 blah. Beatport is committed to delivering the best tools to create a more seamless and interoperable user experience for our massive ecosystem of DJs, and Pulse Locker accelerates our timeline to deliver just that type of product. Um, the only news I could really find is that they look set to relaunch the service under the Beatport brand in uh, Q3. 
Yeah. So I'm going to have six different memberships to six different places to get music eventually. Is that what's being... I don't know. I don't know. I hope that's not the case. Yeah. I mean, I mean it could it's, be... It's less than what I'll spend a year buying them, sure. It, but yeah, still, and that's like, what I was going to say, because on, on average for me, I probably spend about 200 bucks a year downloading music. Um, so if it's less than that, it's not going to be a huge issue, provided I have access to the normal library that I would otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm hopeful as we get into these, um, one of these topics here about my wish list for Tractor is that maybe they partner up with Apple Music because they seem to be pretty diverse in terms of their offerings. So, yeah. uh, Jared, Cody, is Crystal Grit... I know you guys are on SoundCloud. Are you guys on MixCloud too? We are not on MixCloud. Okay, I know it's a little... might not be the right platform for you guys since it's not like strictly all DJ-based, but I didn't know if you guys had an account there or not. No, no, not MixCloud. Um, so we're on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Um, Mixcloud's making some moves, though. They uh, recently pulled $11.5 million worth of fundraising funds. So are you saying that we should be on Mixcloud? Uh, maybe. <laughs> there was a, uh, a TechCrunch article that came out, and it was pretty long, so I just cut a couple pieces out. But uh, they say that the uh, Mixcloud has closed its first ever funding round. The 10-year-old company has raised approximately $11.5 million, led by WonderCo, the media and technology holding company based in L.A. and San Francisco. The injection of capital will be used to scale the service globally and for product development. Mm. This will include doubling down on the U.S. and growing the company's 22-person team, both in London and New York. They plan to diversify the platform, which would appear to point to a recent licensing deal with Warner. Uh, and new paid mixed cloud consumer offerings. Mm. Uh, basically, they talk about trying to not rely so much on display advertising and all that kind of stuff and focusing more on the U.S. because I, I didn't realize this until now, but apparently they're very U.K.-centric. Mm. And I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, that. know that either, but I guess kind of ironically, the w- way I found out about Mixcloud was when I was on vacation in Jamaica and talking to one of my Jamaican cousins. He was the one that told me about it. Mm. So... Yeah, well, at least I mean, to me that sounds a little bit better than what like like take your digitally imported. I don't know if you ever saw that one, but yeah, I started using that because you told me about it, Trip. Well, I mean, and it's it's a great app. They've got a bunch of like a, a bunch of different like electronic. Uh, yeah electronic stations. It's all electronic based, but um, I mean, they just pulled a fast one not too long ago, maybe six months ago, three months ago. Where they 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 opened up uh, to the public, but it wasn't an IPO. Um, the opportunity to invest and buy stock, but the stock didn't offer any dividends. Like, it, it, like, <laughs> what kind of an IPO is that? It, it, it's more like a fan club, it, I think. It, then, yeah, yeah, basically, like you know, you you got you don't have any controlling. You interest, got a sticker yeah. pack and like. <laughs> <laughs> like they weren't like it, it was it was the biggest joke ever like and and they they threw out all this documentation and and just tried to set some expectations and i'm just like you know what are you but like even in all of their like uh documentation they were saying that some of the money would be going to like be used for paying bonuses for executives and stuff like that i'm like well where do i sign up <laughs> right, like, 
But yeah, there's no dividends. There's no voting rights. There's no nothing. There's no guarantee of anything. Like I mean, and, I mean, investment. There's no guarantee anyway. But like this was really like no guarantee. You're just basically giving them money, and they're giving you a piece of paper. Like <laughs> it was, it was terrible. Um, so at least here, they have a plan. You know that they're uh, that they're yeah. going after. Sounds like they raised some serious capital. And they've always been like the SoundCloud alternative for DJs. And yeah. against all odds, they have not been struggling in the same way that SoundCloud's SoundCloud. of the world and even Spotify has as far as turning a profit. They've always, they've not been as bullish and, and you know, pushing forward as fast as those platforms, but they have done it consistently for like 10 years. Sure. My only worry is that you mentioned Warner. I, that's why I looked at you when I said yeah, that. Yeah. I thought that might bug you. Yeah. Well, because I mean, once you get in bed with the, with those big labels, then they're the ones who put all the software yeah. on, yeah. you know, for, for, uh, DMCA and, and, uh, RIA and all that stuff. Like, you know, take down notices and all that crap. If it, if it starts on Mixcloud, that'll be, that'll be the beginning of the end for them. I will say Mixcloud has always been the place to go to be, to me, it feels like the place to go to put a mix because right. somebody's looking after me in that way. Right. Like they put rules on it, like you can't rewind or you yep. can't skip yeah. so many tracks and blah, blah, blah. Yep. And you put in your track list and they have this whole thing around it and it's supposed to work in your favor as far as licensing goes. Right. But and, once you get in bed with Warner, Warner might have a different opinion. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I also, th I feel like Mixcloud wouldn't shoot themselves in the foot because that's why it works. Right. I think. Agreed. But, Agreed. And the difference they, the advantage they have over SoundCloud is SoundCloud was like a sinking ship and they're like, oh shit, we got to figure this out. And yeah. they're not, they're just, who's going to give us money? Who's they're just give kicking us it up a notch, you know? Right. So it's, Agreed. It's interesting. Yeah. From a DJ perspective, I do like on, Mixcloud, how you can actually like put the data in there so you can identify what tracks start at what point yeah. in the middle of your mix. I, I was, and they've was had really that cool. for years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was one of the first things that drew me to them. Well, and one one of the other things I do like about Mixcloud is that I've uploaded some mixes and not put any track listing whatsoever, but they do it have. Them up. Yeah, they've got some Shazammy kind of mm -hmm. software that like you know it's identified some of those tracks and. You know, go in there. Is this the track that you were mixing in? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and so. Is it? <laughs> and uh, you, you, you found some success on there too, didn't you? What did, what did your oh, yeah, uh, the progressive chart? Yeah, your I progressive did, yeah. mix. Uh, how I reached, high? Did, uh, you, like, I don't crack the top one hundred, like, right? Yeah, sixty-eight. I got up to yeah. sixty-eight. Yeah. Which I mean, that, that with as many DJs that are on that platform, that's that's no yeah, easy feat. Got top sixty-eight on the progressive charts. Yeah, oh. let's, drop, let's drop that mix in the show notes again. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, sure. And I think with my unoriginal one, I actually cracked the top one hundred for bootlegs. Oh yeah, yeah. That like kind of blew my mind. I was like, wow, these people have really low standards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I definitely want to get into this tractor stuff. Um, the main reason I'm excited to talk about tractor is because there's been it's been like radio silence for a while, for years, and like people have been bitching about it, and it's like I for a Move long to time Europe, you hippies. <laughs> for a long time, I I kind of stood up for Native Instruments, like tractor works great. Why are you bitching about it? Like, it, what right. what else do you want? More features, more 
stems on top of stems? What, what is it you're looking for? But sure. um, over time, there started to be some really legitimate complaints. Yeah, against. they did a lot of cool shit in a short period of time. And then stopped. And then stopped. And where my biggest ass pain was, was the whole thing with the, um, with my uh, F1, mm-hmm. with, the, with the control pads. That's right. How I, I wasn't able to save them. So like for an entire football season, I couldn't shut down my fucking, you know, tractor program because I didn't want to lose all my damn pad, all, all my buttons. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it would just lose the samples or something. Yeah. Right? Like I couldn't save it. And every time I, so every time I shut it down, I would, I, while I'm driving, while my wife was driving me to the football game for my son, I'm having to reload all 64 mm. pads all over again. Like maybe it would save maybe like 50% if I was lucky. It was just some sort of internal bug that they knew about yeah. and never did anything about. And so they finally have- fixed it within the, I think November, I think is when they pushed the pretty decent sized patch and yeah. it finally fixed that. Shit, but, shit like that's unacceptable for performance software. Yeah, <laughs> especially and, that was one of the things that was one of their hallmarks. Yeah, you know. Well, I, I have a uh, there's a DJ Tech Tools article that uh, I think Trip brought in, and they kind of cover the the basics of all this. And I don't want to read the whole thing because it's long and detailed. But we'll link it in the show notes. But they do mention uh, this kind of slumber, they call it the post stem slumber. So they launched stems in 2015 and this is where they had the, it was a new format Mm -hmm. that they spearheaded so that you could have, you know, multiple parts in a track that were separate audio tracks and you would be able to mix them independently Mm -hmm. in a live situation. Mm -hmm. So you could have vocals and drums and blah, 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 whatever. Uh, so if you had something like the control S eight or something where you could, you know, had enough sliders to do all that, then you were set. They launched this in 2015 and then just kind of did nothing with it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, they they introduced. They the, did do the sounds.com thing. Yeah, that was within the past 12, 18 months or so. But they, but they didn't use their own format no, for a lot of the stuff, yeah. you know. So it's like, okay, why make such a big deal out of that and then abandon it, you know? So then there's that. Then they kept talking about integrating machine with tractor. Mm-hmm. They've been talking about that for years, and then they started saying it's coming, it's on deck, it's coming. Nothing. Never happened. Um, Somebody got fired. This, yeah. <laughs> the CDJ uh, 2000 Nexus 2s. I didn't know about this until I read the article. They didn't get HID support f- for tractor for like eight months. Yeah, I did hear. I, I, I'm not a tractor user, but I did hear and, and read a bunch of the bitching on that. Do you know how infuriated I would be oh, if sure. I bought those things yeah. and couldn't use them for eight months? Yeah, 20. What, what were they running brand new at launch? Like 2400 a pop? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you went with the Tour 1 setup. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, and yeah, no, those Nexus 2s, I mean, 2400 a pop. I mean, you spend almost five grand, especially after, definitely over five grand if you go with uh, mixer, it, the Nexus 2 mixer. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you get like, you know, replacement plans and warranties and taxes and all that stuff, like, spend five grand and not be able to use it, like, I'd be a little butthurt. Yeah, I think so. And the worst part is that it got fixed only recently with a beta release. Like, who's, yep. like that's a beta release. Come on, <laughs> man. Like, somebody should have been able to push that out a lot sooner. I'm looking here at uh, they they put together a nice little graph of the tractor release cycles, and there's 
they show the amount of days since the previous release, and there's a couple gaps in here. One of them's 383 days. Ooh, wow. Like, Native Instruments is a software company. Ooh, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's just I mean, the hardware, I can kind of understand, but software? Yeah, I mean, hardware is a slow-moving shit, yeah. you know, but the software exists to be updated. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, Too many people working on complete... Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, the other thing is they... So those releases have picked up recently. So there's signs of life there. And they've also suddenly, they got, uh, they announced they're discontinuing the Control S5 and the Control D2. D2. Yeah. So the uh, February 6th, the D2 was discontinued. Mm-hmm. And the March 26th, the S5. So when I read that, I went to the site. Still the same damn price. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Which is that's which a little is irritating. Also, not their normal move. Yeah, because they right. usually they'll have a fire sale, which kind of gives us as tractor users yeah. an indication that something else is about to drop. Yeah. You t- uh, when when they don't do that, the time to really watch Native Instruments is around Black Friday. Yeah. Uh, they usually have like a, a mid to late summer sale. And then and then they do like the Black Friday is when you want to buy anything Native mm-hmm. Instruments related mm-hmm. for sure. I think I bought Complete Ten during yeah. Black Friday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm still waiting for Tractor Scratch Pro to go on sale. It hasn't gone on sale for like a year. Yeah. Well, hold hold your horses. It right, might. Right. <laughs> um, the the D2. So this is their modular controller. It's like taking the sides of the S8 and slicing them off. Yeah. It's got a built-in screen. It's but no no jog wheels. It's got got a sliders, touch strip yeah. and you know all that kind of stuff. And it's it's a Dex. It has controller. all the key features that you would get off the S8. You yeah, know? just without the mixing section. Yeah, basically, um, that one surprises me. the the S the S5 didn't sell well. So that's it makes sense that they would discontinue yeah. it. The the S2 and S4 are like. A million years old now, and they still outsell the S5. Yeah, I mean, so I think fine, with the, cut with it. The S5, I think they cut too many features out of it from the S8. For like, it to like be, time code. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for it to be palatable to the market to buy. Yeah, but even though uh, DJ Tech Tools gave it pretty high ratings. Yeah, it's a great, it's yeah. a great unit for sure. But, but you but. spend what an extra what four hundred bucks, and you get the full S8 setup. I think. Yeah, and it works as a. You know, standalone, standalone mixer and, part, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Uh, the D2, though, I mean, that seems like a great addition Solution. to their line. Yeah. Uh, being a modular, and you can kind of add it on to any setup that you want. And, like, they got some big support behind it. Carl Cox has uses them, and a couple other, like, big techno mm-hmm. names. I think, I don't know if Richie Houghton switched to them or not, but, like, a lot of this, it's very caters well to techno DJs yeah. and that kind of thing. What's the... I'm, maybe I'm getting those mixed up. So, like, what's the other modular thing? The yeah. D2 and the Z2? The, so there's, what's the difference between the two? The Z2 is the mixer that Craze uses. They have a Z1, oh, okay. which is... Uh, Dex. It's a mixing mixer section. It's just yeah. two-deck mixer, very basic. Okay. Gain, EQ, okay. volume... Uh, crossfader. crossfader gotcha uh, ios compatible and stuff like that but the d2 that's like that's the thing with the screen and then it's got the individual sliders yep. for stems right 
Yes. Yep. It's like uh, the side of the SA. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. The remix gotcha. decks and the it supports everything Tractor does. Gotcha. Basically. Okay. Yeah, they're discontinuing it pretty pretty quickly too. It hasn't been on the market that long. Yeah. Um, as compared to you know the S4, for example. Right. Yeah. Um, I got my S4 like in 2013. I got mine in 2011. Yeah. So it's at least that old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but well, they've they, had the Mark One and the Mark Two as well. So, I mean, it, it's proven to be a workhorse. Well, they they released a statement. Uh, the director of products for Tractor, Pedram. Oh. Pedram <laughs> something or other <laughs> finally sets the record straight. So <laughs> that dude, yeah, this this dude says in 2018, with over 500,000 users and some of the world's best DJs behind Tractor, we are in a unique we're in a unique position to integrate feedback from artists in our community. The digital DJ market is fast moving and increasingly cluttered with competition. At Native, we are passionate about leading genuine change and taking our time to ensure we blend quality, innovation, and user functionality. In 2018, we will unveil new tractor hardware and software that we believe achieves this goal and further empowers our global community of professionals and hobbyists. We've prioritized user feedback and blah, blah, blah. The discontinuation of the D2 and S5 reflect these shifts and enable us to focus on launching new tractor products into market later this year. We have engaged in rewriting tractor from ground up, even though this makes significant time and resource investment. We will maintain and improve Tractor Pro for several more years until the new tractor is mature enough, also for our pro users. There are more updates to Tractor Pro planned in the coming months. And then they go on to talk more about how inspiring and stuff and blah blah blah. And they make it sound like they're gonna the Tractor Pro software is gonna live for a few more years. So yeah, which I is like okay, but so how radically different is this new tractor going to be that they need right. to maintain an old version and keep it stable as opposed to making this the new stable tractor? Well, Trip being the programmer, I mean, yeah, perspective on that. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> Where do you two? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I do a different type of programming. You, mean but you can't like, make me digital DJ software. I mean, I. That, that's the whole reason I had you move in next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think, given enough time and research, yeah, I could probably do it. But why reinvent the wheel when everybody else is out there doing it? But like. You know, typically when you do like these phased or like uh, uh, simultaneous like releases and, and maintenance modes, like it, it it's it's for the reason of like doing some sort of a phased approach to appease you know your late adopters versus your early adopters and you know stuff like that, but like. I, I'm with you, like, when, when you're talking about this kind of, like, software, like, Serato kind of did the same thing. They had Serato Scratch Live, and then they released Serato DJ. That's true. But the whole thing around that was that Serato specifically, like, only kept Serato Scratch Live around for the people who had SL1 boxes. Like, that was it. If you were on an SL two, three, four, 
um, a bunch of other like rain hardware and stuff like that. Like literally the only thing that Serato scratch live was left for, left for was the SL one people. You probably had to dig to the deepest corners of their website to find it like way at the, oh, yeah. the links at the bottom of the web page. Yeah. Yeah, because once <laughs> the they footer. launched Serato DJ, yeah. you know, it got away from scratch live. Then it was download this mm-hmm. here now, blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. But, and that always packed me off because I was on SL1 for a while. <laughs> by the time I, by the time I bought an SL3, I bought one used for like 300 bucks. And that was like, you know, a, a homie giving me a homie price. <laughs> like, I, you know, I just, um, so that's the only thing that I could really see the value in it is if you are trying to hold on and to some legacy users and, you know, give them give them some sort of functionality with some hardware or something like that. But I, I don't know. Uh, it's got to be a pretty major change. It's, I mean, it, it's if, exciting. If they're saying that they're rebuilding it from the ground up, then, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that they've touched every piece of code, but, I mean, it's got to be significant. Yeah. yeah. What uh, What's the preferred DJing platform of Crystal Grid? We're on record box. Okay, so yep. you, you don't uh, no, no software. You strictly hardware in that sense, right? Hardware right now, yeah. I started I started out on um, DJ Pro algorithm. Yeah. Okay. Um, learned Good a lot software. of bad habits yep. from that. To be oh, yeah. honest, yeah. Um, and then when I moved over to hardware DJing, it it was a completely different world. Yeah. And I had to I had a lot to learn. To be honest. So what what did you feel was holding you back in software that you can do in hardware? Um, there's things that you have to do manually on hardware um, that software does for you automatically, and I that was just something that I would I didn't even know was real, like adjusting the trim, for example. Sure, that, auto gain and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that yeah. was that was just a thing. Like, yeah, the the software just did it for me and I had no idea that I had to even adjust it so I just I would make the trim exactly the same and then just go yeah and um okay moving to hardware it's you know especially with the eclectic group of of songs that we play um like we're we're going from a funk track to a trap track like the they're going to be mastered completely different so you have to adjust your trim yeah. Um, and you have to pay attention to that. Or else you get a, either a sudden loss of energy or some hurt ears, depending yeah, yeah, on which abs- direction absolutely. it's going. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think uh, I want to wrap up the uh, tractor segment here with this. Uh, there was a post on the Native Instruments forums by a username Alza, A-L-Z-A. And uh, they kind of just speculate about what the new tractor could be so this is not any news this is just all speculation but they say imagine for a moment the following features and i'll just go through these one by one and see if any of these uh, sound good to any anybody here you can use a new separate prep and performance app so that prep can be done on a desktop laptop or tablet and phone and performance can be done either on desktop laptop blah 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 so separate performance mode. I th- isn't Serato or somebody messing yeah, with somebody something that. like that? Yeah. Practice mode or something yes. like that? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, you could use your private cloud music library or public streaming music. So yeah, that's Spotify that's integration and yeah. such we mentioned before. That would be nice. Um, here's an interesting one. Track analysis done in the cloud. Hmm. 
A public cloud mapping of track fingerprints to track analysis results makes it nearly instantaneous for already known tracks. So I guess this would be like a beat grid database, yeah. perhaps. Um, well, kind of like a platinum, not platinum notes, um, mixed in key. Mixed in key. Yeah. Uh, oh, they mention uh, resurrecting the old native mix recorder, which would enable you to do post-performance workflow to fix minor errors, adjust effects and such. Um, cross-platform stuff, but the ones I really like are, th this is one that we've talked about before, Trip, that would be a great idea. Introduce an open format for DJ data, such as track fingerprints, analysis results, beat grids, cue points, and playlists. Some universal DJ music format seems to me like it would be awesome. Right. I don't know in whose best interest it would be if you were a DJ software or hardware company to do that. But right. it would sure make my life a lot easier as someone who likes to hop around and do things on different platforms. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, well, and just even giving ourselves a little bit more than, you know, the restrictive tags that are already out there. Like what I would love to see is the ability to add your own custom tags, mm. you know, and, and build off of that. I don't know if Tractor can do that, but Serato doesn't it doesn't allow that. And, um, you know, so, and, and I mean, we, we took this discussion, you know, pretty far at one point, you know, where we were actually kind of looking into, yeah. you know, what it would take should to we do this. Yeah. Should we do this? This, this, this might make some sense. Like, but, um, yeah, like, I, I think that, I think that there would be resistance because then if anybody can, you know, bounce from one to the other to the other, and everybody's giving up their their design, you know, yeah. their XML designs and all of that stuff to to be mapped. You know, then you know what 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 keeps somebody locked in, into your proprietary ecosystem. But it's, it's frustrating to use metadata to hold that hostage. Right, right. <laughs> because at the at the end of the day, though, like the converse could be true. Like you could say. Yeah, but if I share my data, you know, then that might entice somebody to come over. Like, and so. Yeah, and like I've, I've said it before on the show, like, I'd like to use Record Box and Serato. But you don't want to sit there and go through I don't want to sit library. there and go through all my fucking tracks again. And they, and they have yeah. tools that will do it, but like. Sort of. <laughs> right. I was going to say, I don't know that I totally trust them. Like, yeah. I've, I've seen, you know, some of the, some of that stuff get a little squirrely. Yeah, I don't know. It's that's a scary situation. Um, they also talk about an open format for recordings, like mix recordings. So, like, kind of in a mixed cloudy way, it would have uh, time series data for the tracks you played, and you know, effects controls and the, the things that you did that you'd be able to you know automate and do things like that. Be mm. kind of interesting. Uh, let's see. Eh, the rest of these aren't. There was the one about being able to the stems. Is that what no, you're? No, go ahead. Uh, there was the one where they said about being able to use the stems model on tracks that are already mastered. Oh yeah, they that so, would be fucking dope. Yeah, so that that wasn't mentioned in this piece, but they yeah. they yeah, Native Instruments. I think they own a patent on some technology. Yeah, 
where they're looking into being able to extract basically stems from complete mixes. From completed tracks, yeah. So, like, take an actual song and, like, I want the drums. Yeah, I want the drums. I want the vocals. That would be dope. Yeah. That's like the the unicorn software if they can actually make that work, right? (laughs) Wow. Yeah, in regards to resampling and production. Yeah, absolutely. Holy smokes. Man, I like that hi-hat. I'm going to grab that hi-hat. Right, and then what becomes of the piracy and, and the is from a production standpoint, you know what I mean? Like just ripping people's samples. Just go ahead and look and at that girl talk lawsuit. Copyrights, to, yeah. End of story. <laughs> Yowza. The other thing they mentioned is they could change track the revenue model, change it to free software, and then add like... Kind of like Serato. Pay services yeah. for cloud storage or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much... Uh, I think that's all the news that's fit to podcast here for uh, our sp- spring 2018 update. Uh, we spent most of the episode doing this new stuff and didn't get to talk too much about Crystal Grid, so uh, I do want to kind of wrap up with that and uh, tease next week because I think our listeners are really going to enjoy what you guys have to offer. Um, maybe we can talk about your new single briefly and uh, d- describe your sound, and maybe we'll drop a clip uh, to outro with. Sure. To tease. Yeah, yeah. yeah great. So uh, April 24th, we just dropped Crystal Clear featuring Gem City Chill. Um, this is a track set at 150 BPM. It's kind of it has the the future bass hip hop vibe, um, then a really sexy build coming into a drop that the main melody is the saxophone and that's the driving horse driving force behind um, the entire drop. Um, and lo- and like I said, we collaborated with Gem City Chill, who's an awesome hip hop artist based out of Dayton, Ohio. Um, super chill dude that infuses social justice with with positivity and in messages surrounding self-reflection and um, truly purposeful music and and Jared and I had the opportunity to sit down with him and, and truly create something something beautiful um, and we're, we're stoked for the, the world to hear it awesome awesome uh, guys they're the business check them out we're telling you hell yeah um, go check out their singles and then you'll be prepared to hear the story behind those singles and what you guys are doing uh, you guys have an exciting story you guys are doing some really cool things and uh, we look forward to following your story uh, hopefully we can have you back again in the future as well and talk about uh, the moves that you're making uh, but for now this has been the Passionate DJ Podcast Take care. Later. Yep. Easy. Peace. Absolutely. Yeah. Go. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Into the void and fill it. Manifest worldly riches. Stains in my brain so vivid. Painting these paisley pictures. Three fours, they stain my vision. I know the angels with me. Pray they sustain my spirit. Okay, I say let's get it. Turn this fool's gold in my pocket and the real gold I need that paper that can't spit inside a billfold It's been all that I work for Thought some people were worth more Lost some friends on that growth tour I ain't really sure what hurts more I say go Cause you can't stay here I see the future in your eyes And it's looking crystal clear when I say go Cause you can't stay here I see the future in your eyes And it's looking crystal clear when I say go
I gave you a product key, man. You better use that damn thing, Trip. No, it doesn't work. It's it's registered to you and your email address. Okay. So like, I'll just, I'll, I'm also a native instruments user. So oh, for um for machine. complete and all of that stuff. Okay. So like, I can't dual. Maybe I have to deregister it or something. Yeah, right. there's a procedure for that. I think. Okay. Yeah, I don't, you might have to contact them directly. I'll hit but the unfuck button on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into the news headlines, I do need to uh, do a little bit of housekeeping.